Exodus 15, Moses is singing, and the Lord is defeating his enemies with a tidal wave. Then the Israelites head out into the desert, and they're all like, but what are we going to drink, though? For three days, they walked around the desert, and they were looking for water. They found a river, but the water was bitter, probably tasted like fresca. God showed Moses a log, and when he put it in the water, it was purified. It was a miracle for God's thirsty people. In a short monologue, God says, I am Jehovah Rophi, the God who heals. He makes bitter water sweet. He makes bitter people kind. He makes cuts into scars that tell a story of his healing. Jehovah Rophi, God heals physically. God heals emotionally. God heals mentally. God heals spiritually. What would your prayers look like if you believed that, that God wanted to heal you, that God could heal you, that God does heal, that God identified himself at that river with a million thirsty people as the God who heals, Jehovah Rophi. What would happen if the next time you prayed for a disease to stop its spread, for a feeling to bow before God's truth, for a pattern to bend to God's will, for a heart to be turned to God's Son, you prayed to God by the name he gave 3,400 years ago and 7,000 miles away, the God that's with you right now, Jehovah Rophi. I wonder what would happen if you prayed that from faith. Through God's names, we learn more about God. My hope, though, is that it won't stop there, that you wouldn't just know more about God, but that you would truly know God. And uh, I think Mackenzie may have said something like this, that uh, the, uh, the youth are coming back from Love is Red, or they went to Love is Red. Well, they are on their way back. That's where Pastor Tiffany is right now. And uh, they left about 6.15, so they'll be here this evening. And uh, looking forward to it. Man, I've been a bachelor for like three days. <laughs> I don't like it at all. <laughs> it's like the whole house comes to a stop for some reason. That's just because of Pastor Tiffany, I guess. Uh, I do miss her, miss her greatly. I miss the kids. I know they've had a lot of good things happen, a lot of good stories. And looking forward to hearing that. Uh, I am Pastor Stephen. If it's your first time here, we want to make sure you know we're glad you're here. Uh, give those folks a big warm welcome. Thank them for being here. Good to have you. It's a big deal. I mean, you could be anywhere else and you chose to come here, so we're grateful. Um, uh, testimony I wanted to share with you last week. Uh, one of the things I think I mentioned at the beginning of the year that our staff, we set some numbers in motion that we're expecting and believing uh, to see come about this year at Coastal. One of those numbers is that our children's department from zero to elementary, like 11 or 12, would, be, would have 60 kids in it. We had 54 last week. Get ready. Get ready to double. I got a ring up here, guys. And uh, so uh, we've set our target on 100 new salvations uh, connected into a church. They don't have to go to this church, but connected into a church, saved here, go somewhere else, whatever. We just want you saved and born again and eternity secure for, with God. And, and, uh, we're believing for a hundred new families here in this church settled and established. And, uh, so, uh, we'll see that we expect that we know we will. And, uh, we are in a window of time. I told you last week, I want to keep reiterating that and just thank you for being available. Um, not available, but being patient as we all come together as one church instead of having multiple services. Our plan is to go back to that uh, Easter 
Uh, we will be going back, but we just didn't want to miss the moment that God was doing. In light of that, I'm telling you about next week. We will be doing a baby dedication next week. We are having an 8.30 service for baby, de- baby dedication only because that usually fills the house. So uh, be worship. Uh, there will be no children's um, th- um, nurseries and things available during that time. It's strictly for the families. and Strictly, that's a horrible word to use in church. Um, but uh, just it's, it's really, we, I've been believing God for a long time. To be able to make baby dedication, to bring it to where it's something that's special and it's just not having to move forward because of time and order of service. And so I'm really excited about next week. Uh, We'll give about 10 minutes of exhortation, but then we're going to really, most importantly, dedicate some parents to be parents. And and we'll see the kids grow up and how they've been trained and not turn away from it. Amen? So that's next week. We'll have a 10 o'clock service just like this. So uh, uh, you can come to either one. Just know the one's going to be full of babies. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. Um, but uh, I'm going to go invite you to stand back up. I know you've only been down for about 30 seconds, but um, for the reading of the scriptures together. And um, we are going to continue on this week with the names of God. That's the series we're in. Today, last week, Pastor Timothy introduced Yahweh, Jehovah, to us, and uh, the most used name in Scripture in the Old Testament for sure was Yahweh, and we see that Jehovah is the same. And uh, so we're going to start learning some characteristics of Jehovah starting today and for the next four weeks. We're going to land on Yeshua, which is the week before Easter, so that's pretty cool. Uh, that's, uh, man, that's Jesus. Uh, you got to come for that one. So anyway, uh, let's read. The Scriptures will be up on the screen for you, and we can read together. Uh, we'll jump those up there. Psalm 145, 4 through 5, the New Living Translation. We got them back there, boys. There it is. Ready? Let's read. Let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. Let them proclaim your power. I will meditate on your majestic... Oh, it's not there. Sorry. Ready? Let's go. I will meditate on your majestic, glorious splendor and your wonderful miracles. Hold up for a second. As we teach the character of God through Jehovah, what I'm expecting, what I'm believing for is that uh, we will see God in a different way from the standpoint of what we're expecting him to become. I believe we're going to find out what he's already doing in our lives because, you, oh my gosh, that was God. Yes, that was God. Many times we don't see God because we're missing him, because we're not knowing, we're not knowing how to look for him. And as Jehovah Rapha shows up, we'll, we'll see him. I promise you, you will. Go to verse 6. Let's read that together. Your all-inspiring deeds will be on every tongue. I will proclaim your greatness. Verse 7. Everyone will share the story of your wonderful goodness. They will sing with joy about your righteousness. Now, this next one that I want to share is just really just because it's one of my favorite verses. And uh, that one we just read is our text for the season or for this whole year. Uh, We're coming out of that textual scripture and just teaching some things from it. But this one just sounds good. Is that all right? Is it okay just to have something sounds good? Tell somebody he's a good guy. Read verse 34, verse 8 with me out of the Amplified. Ready? Read. Oh, taste and see that the Lord our God is good. How blessed, fortunate, prosperous, and favored by God is the man who takes refuge in him. We've learned that he's Elohim. Elohim of Elohim. the strong, creating God. Need a miracle in your life? He's a creator of miracles. We found out that he's Adonai. 
He wants to be the Lord of your life. He wants to own a part of your life. Whatever part you will give him, he won't take from you. He will, take, he will come and be that owner of your life. It requires a certain amount of humility where we submit and trust him as Lord. Here, listen to me. If you'll be willing to submit to him as Lord, humility, he'll be responsible for you. He's not responsible for you until you submit to him as Adonai. He's not just in control of the whole world. He's only in control of what you'll give him control of. And trust me, that is a difficult task to do, is to give him all of you. Come on, tell somebody he's a good God. We found out, of course, as Pastor Tiffany said, that he's Yahweh. And I said to you that when you look at the word Yahweh, it's the most frequently used name there is. But here's what I want to share with you as we get ready to kind of journey together and launch in this really next half of this series. If you look at Jehovah, there's multiple characteristics that define who Jehovah is. We only have time to really do about four of those. We're going to look at Jehovah Rapha today, the Lord's your healer. Next week, we come into Jehovah Nisi. He's the Lord, your protector. He wants to make sure you're kept safe. Then we're going to come into Jehovah, try saying this a thousand times, Jehovah Sitkanu. We're going to look at that one. He's the Lord, our righteousness. Come on, in the name of Jesus, I am the righteousness of God. He wants to be the Lord of your righteousness. And then we're going to land on Jehovah Jireh. Anybody got some needs to be met out there today? Sure. Well, you've got to let him become Jehovah Jireh in your life. So that's where we're going to land. But we're going to start today with Jehovah Rapha. Let's pray. Father, we're so grateful. We're so thankful that you are the Lord, our healer. I pray for this bunch of people out here today. I pray that their hearts are open to hear the word. I pray, Father, that whatever has already been established in their hearts with understanding as Jehovah Rapha, that we're able to take that and put it aside today and just hear the moment of today and the word to be heard today. Father, we know that you're compassionate. We know that you're merciful. We know that your goodness is ready to be ministered into our lives as we sit up underneath of your word today. We know... Or maybe we'll learn that as we teach and hear your word, that the power of the Lord will be present to heal in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. You can be seated. Sometimes over the years I've learned that when you teach the word and you start teaching maybe from a pulpit setting, it's almost like taking a glass, starting with a glass that's empty. And the more you teach the word, you can see it spiritually. It's like you're pouring water into that glass. And if you'll be patient with the teaching of it, you'll be patient with the hearing of it, you'll see people's glass start to get full so much that you don't have to ask them if they want to be healed or not. They know they want to be healed. They already know that. But they actually begin to kind of, in a sense, reach up with their hearts and with their spirits and experience the healing power of God. Anytime you teach the Word, anytime you hear the Scriptures... Anytime you're sitting in your car listening to a podcast and it's got word underneath of it, word foundation to it, the power of the Lord, the presence of the Lord, of Jehovah Rapha is present to heal you. Now the nature of us, and I've had to really discipline myself as a teacher on this subject today, Jehovah Rapha, because there's a truth in me that is uncompromising when it comes to physical healing. 
I've experienced too much physical healing and, and signs and wonders and loss at the same time to question whether it's his will for all to be healed today. I know it's his will. It's, it's a truth so strong in me that, like I said, it's hard for me not to go up that side of the mountain when I teach. Because I know how big it is and how much it's needed and how much people want to be well and healthy and whole in this earth. We live in a physical world. You live in a body that is dying and decaying. You're living in a world that's full of the curse that because of the fall of man, it is not your fault. It is the fall of man. And that curse is very prevalent and existing in this earth today. But according to Jesus, I've been redeemed from that curse. According to the scripture, 1 Peter 2, 24, by the stripes of Jesus Christ, I am the healed. Like I said, I can easily start to move up this side of the mountain real quick here and to begin to draw you in, but I don't want to do that today. I'm not supposed to do that today. I'm supposed to stay on this side of the mountain just to help you see and get to know Jehovah Rapha, just him, just his characteristics. So that we come out of that place of works mindset, i got to do this, I can do this. There's a work side to faith, you have to understand that. There's a God side and a man side to every single truth in the scripture. God's done his part, okay? There is a side that we come alongside in faith. Faith is uh, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. How does faith work? It works by what I believe. Also, that belief is activated and energized by the Word of God in me through the confession of that Word that's in me. So there's the works side of faith. The, uh, I'm careful to say works because I'll lose you. The spirit side of faith, the spirit of faith, we believe, therefore we speak. We're not moved by what we feel or by what we see. We're only moved by what we believe. That's the whole side of the mountain that we've taught so much on and very strongly on. But again, if we begin to do that, we'll lose sight of Jehovah Rapha. And we're not careful, you'll begin to get your sights on you and all of a sudden you'll become the healer out of your works and then you'll be frustrated because there just might not show up and expect and work the way you're thinking it should in the moment of time that it was going to work. You've got to look and think bigger than that. You see, here, listen to me. When it comes to teaching on Jehovah Rapha, he's not just your physical healer. Jehovah Rapha, number one, is your spiritual healer. Until spirit's healed, there's no other, no other results going to show up. Spirit has to be reborn unto God, come alive unto God so he can hear God and know God. Because you're a spirit being and he's a spirit being. And until man comes to know Jesus, that spirit is separated from God. He sent Jesus so you can be connected back to God, healing Jehovah Rapha spiritually first. It's the spirit of a man that will sustain him during the time of infirmity, not his physical body. Not even his mind, not even his emotions. It's the spirit of a man. Spirit, soul, and body. That's how you're made up. And then there's this fourth side of you that's called the conscious, spirit conscious. We're going down another road. We don't need to. But you are, Jehovah Rapha came to heal you spiritually, physically. Tell somebody he wants you healed physically. Mentally. Oh, you guys are great. I didn't even tell you to tell somebody that. <laughs> and emotionally. And today in the world that we're living today, mentally and emotionally, is where a lot of greatest challenges are. And there's a lot of supplements to take away from the real healing power of God. 
You know, if you look at society and you look at the things that are available to us to bring physical healing or any kind of healing, spiritual healing and mental healing, you look at the society and what's surrounding us, there's a lot of resources to bring healing into your life. We've got medical field. Thank God for the medical field. If you didn't have the medical field, a lot of you would be dead right now because the pills are keeping you alive. If we didn't have uh, counselors and, and people that know God, and, and hopefully that your counselors are people that know God, if we didn't have the side of this natural world to come alongside and support this, everything around you supports that God wants you healed and well. Your physical body, how many have ever been scratched or cut and had something, uh, a big cut in your life, and now all you got is just a little bit of scar of experience that was there, but the body healed itself. They're surrounded by the fact that Jehovah Rapha wants you well spiritually, physically, mentally, and emotionally. So we have to address this side, the character side of God. Come on, listen guys, he loves you more than anything in this world. He for sure loves you more than the creation. He spent a lot of time on the creation. He spent six days, really, time, uh, five days creating what you're living and walking in right now. He is strong creating God. But man, you are the only thing, the only living thing out of all the living that's in the earth that he said, you are like me in my image. You are who I am. You talk about somebody. The Bible says you are a master. Art, there's a master arter, artist working to create who you are. You're so unique as your individual life. He loves you so much that he's provided a way of escape and a way of place to just get to know his character and his goodness. And he just wants you to just maybe to start to figure that out a little bit more than you already do. And there's always room for growth for all of us when it comes to Elohim, of Elohim, when it comes to Adonai and submitting parts of our life to him. That can be difficult. When it comes to Yahweh, the Jehovah, the relational side, the personal side, that's who he really is, relational and personal. But when you talk about Jehovah Rapha, oh my goodness, you really begin to see the nature of the mercy and the goodness through Jehovah Rapha just by what he does through that name. You ready to go with me this morning? Let's get to know Jehovah Rapha. Go with me back to Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. You saw that in the short side of that video. I want to go back into this account because this is where you see Jehovah Rapha mentioned for the first time. And I'm going to walk you through some Old Testament scriptures where you see he just kind of pathways Jehovah Rapha. And then we're going to transition into the New Testament where you begin to see Jesus becomes Jehovah Rapha. And then we're going to kind of come right on over into that and transition back to a place where we can begin to see what is maybe the number one thing for me to begin to see him show up in my life. That's our pathway today. Here in Exodus chapter 15 verse 26 Let's read it, New Living Translation. You guys okay? All of a sudden you got like real quiet on me or something. Just clap your hands or something. Let me know you're there. Come on. Now, not my applause, but just my gosh, make sure you're living out there. Exodus 15, 26. You ready? Here we go. 
He said, if you'll listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, obeying his commands and keeping all his decrees, then I will not suffer, or the word there would be allow, giving him right any of, to any of the diseases I sent on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord Jehovah who heals Rapha you. Now listen, you have to understand something before we navigate a little farther here. There are two covenants. The Old and the New. Old Testament, New Testament, okay? In the Old Testament, those uh, laws were given to bring man's real, so he could see his sin, he could see his faults, he could see his failures. And there was an element to that covenant that they had to obey. If they didn't obey, there was this set of things that would come onto their life. You can go for reference, Deuteronomy 28, Leviticus 26, known as the curse of the law. And you can go study that and begin to see something that's very powerful when you transition into the new covenant that you and I live in, that Jesus came, as I said earlier, to redeem you from all of that. The Bible says in the New Testament that we have a new covenant founded upon better promises. And all the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ. So we always look at the old through the eyes of what God's provided for me in the new. It's sad that religion has got us stuck in the old so that we can't see the new and how much has already been provided for and already is living and available to us and we keep trying to go back into this thing. We keep going back into this thing, the old covenant. But the old covenant is a great type and shadow to begin to foreshadow us to what is available to me today. You begin to see God's real heart and characteristics in, even in this name, Jehovah Rapha. Look at this word Rapha. Here's what it means. The word Rapha means to heal, it means to mend, it means to fix, it means to put back together what's been broken, it means to uh, put back together. I, I love this definition, it means to stitch together. I don't know about you, but I need some stitching. Hmm? Anybody ever got stitches before because you got this big cut on your arm? I got bit by a fish when I used to commercial fish for a living. I got this great big scar right here, stitches inside and outside, and, and uh, put all that back together. And I'm so glad there was the availability to be stitched back together because I would have lost the use of my arm. I don't know about you, but man, I need some stitching maybe in my mind. Huh? I maybe need some stitching in my emotions. You know, I had to control my emotions this weekend. Pastor Tiffany's gone. I miss her. I had to not be a wimp and call her a hundred times and tell her how much I miss her and, and uh, avoid the phone and don't pick up her call. I don't want her to think I'm missing her, so I didn't pick up her call. I didn't answer her text, you know. I was horrible. I figured if she texted me three times, then I probably should respond. See, I don't really need you here. I need some stitching. I need some understanding. <laughs> but back to our story here in Exodus real quick. You see, God had just redeemed, or not redeemed, had delivered the children of Israel from Egypt and slavery. And uh, he's moving them along. And only three days later, they start to get bitter. They start to get bitter because they don't have the life, they don't have water. Something simple as water, life-sustaining, I get it. But they started to complain. I mean, they just got delivered out of everything that you can imagine. And most of you know the story. But here, three days later, they start to get bitter. They start to complain. They start to uh, squabble. And, and they go to Moses and say, look, man, you need to do something about this because we need something to drink. And so Moses, I love Moses, he quickly passes the buck and he said, okay, I'm going to go to God. And so he goes right to God and said, look, you got to do something about these people over here. I want to kill all of them right now. He's like, we know he's a murderer. So look, we, 
So he goes to God and he says, God, do something about this. And then here's what God's response was. He, he basically says, go get this stick, go get this branch from this certain tree and throw it in this water and you're going to turn those waters. And then we see that those bitter waters became sweet. Sometimes bitterness keeps you from knowing the presence of God. Sometimes your bitterness because something didn't work the way you thought it was can keep you and cause you to miss the very presence and the power that's there to heal you spiritually. Because spiritually is where the answer is to all of the other that you're going through, even in the loss that you experience. Until that spirit side of you gets redeemed and healed and the bitterness removed, it'll be a tough pathway. And listen, there's not one of us in this room that hasn't had to walk down that road. So here's my point. He says, he comes to this place and he says, look, if you'll throw this in there, the waters will be turned sweet. And he says, basically he said, look, if you'll just follow me now. Isn't it interesting how God didn't look at those people and, and because of their bitterness turn his back on them? Religion would tell you that you've got to do a, a thousand things just to get it right. God didn't do anything. He just said, go get a stick, throw it in the water. And guess what? I want you to know you're going to see that I am the Lord, your God, your healer. And the stick of course, represents what? The cross. Where Jesus became the one that took bitter waters and made them sweet. You need Jesus in your life, Jehovah Rapha. <clears throat> so go with me to Psalm 147. Let's just walk through a few scriptures in the Old Testament so that you can see that now through this pattern where it was first launched as Jehovah Rapha, he first told us that's who he is. Let's, let's follow some pathway through the Old Testament and see if, this is, if it continues on. There's some consistency to this. Psalm 147, verses 2 and 3, the new living. The Lord heals who? The brokenhearted and bandages their wounds. You're going to see that here in a minute again. Jump over with me now to Psalm 103, chapter, uh, verse 2 through 5. And I want to look at verse 7 there as well. Psalm 103, 2 through 5. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns your, your love, you with love and compassion and satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Now, verse 7 connects us back to where he launched this and introduced it to the children of Israel. Look what verse 7 says. He made known his ways to Moses and his deeds to the people of Israel. What ways? He made known to them that he forgives your sins, heals your diseases, crowns you with love and compassion, and satisfies you with good things in this chapter. Can you take a couple more? Yeah. Go with me to Isaiah chapter 53, 4 and 5. In Isaiah, we see a prophecy here. He prophesies about Jesus and the coming of Jesus. We're just walking through the Old Testament. In Isaiah, verse 4 and 5, the New Living, here's what he says. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. Say he's Jehovah Rapha. Go with me to Jeremiah 33, verse 6. I will heal my people and will let them enjoy abundant peace and security. Now we just walked through the Old Testament through a few. A few scriptures that really kind of shows you, okay, God's got a message here. All of those places you see Jehovah Rapha. Now transition with me to the New Testament. Go to Matthew chapter 8, verse 17. 
You're going to have some scripture today, okay? Matthew chapter 8, verse 17. Here, after Jesus had just got through healing his mother-in-law, Peter's mother-in-law, and he just got through casting a demon out of somebody. Verse 17. Connecting me to the Old Testament. This fulfilled the word of the Lord through the prophet Isaiah, who said, he took our sicknesses and removed our diseases. So look at Jesus. If you study the ministry of Jesus, which hopefully you do, that's in the four Gospels, you get to see what his three years were on this earth. There are really just about three, four things that he did while he was on this earth. Number one, he taught. He taught the Word. A little bit of preaching in there. He taught and he preached. But he taught more than he did anything else. He taught. He came to where he healed. He did physical healings. He raised people from the dead. He, he was one that, and all, actually you'll see in one of the scriptures we're going to look at today, he had the power to forgive sins. Do you know you have the power inside of you to forgive sins of others and yourself? Because you've got Jehovah Rapha in you. Here, look at these scriptures. Don't go to these scriptures. You, you won't keep up with me. I'm moving fast. I want to get to a place. We see in these different scriptures where he healed, where we know he was teaching and he healed. You can see in Mark chapter 2, 19 different cases or so in the scripture you can see where there was healing. I'm only giving you abreast a few of those. But in, a paralyzed man in Mark was healed. The leper in Matthew. Two blind men in Matthew. And there's multiple. In Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John, you can see all of these accounts. Kind of multiple discussions about them. Two men possessed by demons, he cast out demons. You see the woman with the issue of blood, who was sick for 12 years, and had done all she could do, but kept getting worse. No doctors could help her. She come to Jesus, and what did she do? She touched the hem of his garment, made whole, healed, right there. I said to you, he raised the dead to life. Anybody know Lazarus? He raised Lazarus. Do you know that he raised a widow's son to life? Do you know that he raised a little girl to life that was dead? Okay. Now let's get to this one important step I want you to see. He forgives sins. Go with me to Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. We're going to read this. We're going to study this together. Luke chapter 5. You teach the word and the power of the Lord will be present to heal. You hear the word and the presence and the power of the Lord will be there for you to be healed. You see, it's like filling that glass up with water. We're about a quarter of the way full right now. You come in empty, you come in wondering, you come in questioning, you come in doubting, you come in not even caring, but you sit under the Word, you start to fill that glass up because the Word gets in there and the presence and the power of the Lord, the anointing comes in to heal you. You didn't even know you had ailments, but you're getting ready to get rid of your ailments. Why? Because the power of the Lord is present to heal because of the teaching of the Word. You see, we look for those extravagant things. We look for those things that are tangible, that are outward, that we can visually see, because we think that builds our faith up. It does for the moment of time. But eventually you're going to come back to this one other spot where you're going to have to hear the Word. Because the Word will be the one thing that will, when there ain't nobody showing up, there ain't nobody to lay hands on you, there ain't no praise and worship to go behind you, and you just had all hell broke loose and you want to give up on life, the Word's the thing that will come in to bring the presence of the Lord to heal you. It's so easy, it's so difficult. Because it means I have to sit and hear. Luke chapter 5, verse 17 through 26. Can you handle all those verses today? Tell somebody, getting ready to hear a lot. <clears throat> One day as he was teaching, who? Jesus, there was a Pharisee and teachers of the law sitting there who had come from the very village of Galilee. 
and Judea and from Jerusalem. There will always be people, be people around you that won't believe what you believe. And they'll want to question what you're saying and doing and believing in God. It's just the nature of the devil. All right? And the Bible says here, and the power of the Lord was present to heal, was with him to heal. Some men came carrying a stretcher, a man who was paralyzed, and they tried to bring him in and lay him down in front of Jesus. But finding no way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and removed some tiles to make an opening and lowered him through the tiles with his stretcher into the middle of the crowd in front of Jesus. When Jesus was teaching, when the power was present, when Jehovah Rapha was there. When Jesus saw their act of faith springing from confidence in him, he said, man, your sins are forgiven. Here's religion. Then the scribes and the Pharisees began to consider and question the implications of what he had said, saying, who is this man who speaks blasphemies by claiming the rights and prerogatives of God? Now, I want you to see something in the next verses here. These men were questioning, and their heart was wrong in some of these questions and how they presented it, but I want you to hear with a different ear. When I read these next few statements to you, I want you to hear the heart of your Jehovah Rapha, what he wants to come and do for you. First of all, you've got to admit this. He is, in, in culture of that time, those houses, the way they were built, they weren't big to begin with. This was a man's house, and the roof on that house is built with thatch and manure. So here's Jesus, and I'm just telling you, if manure started to fall from my ceiling on me right now, we're calling out the cleaning company. It's going to be a huge distraction. That tells me that all our manure around our life I've still got to be renewed just like you. All our manure around our life is not too big for Jesus. Even if it falls on him, you think he doesn't know and doesn't care. No, 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 no. Listen to these next words. He says here, the question came, claiming the rights and the prerogatives of God. Who can forgive sins? That is, here's what that is. Who can remove guilt? Who can nullify sin's penalty? And assign righteousness. That's what Jesus did as Jehovah Rapha for you. He removed your guilt. He nullified sin's penalty, death. And he assigned you righteousness in right standing with your father so you could have Jehovah Rapha in your life. Let's continue on. But Jesus, knowing their hostile thoughts, answered them, Why are you questioning these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say your sins are forgiven you or to say get up and walk. But in order that you may know that the Son of Man, the Messiah, has authority and power on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralyzed man, I say to you, get up, pick up your stretcher and go home. Some of us, it's time to actually start picking up your mat and go home healed and well. He immediately stood up before them, picked up his stretcher, and went home glorifying and praising God. And there when all were astonished and began glorifying God, and they were filled with reverential fear and kept saying, we've seen wonderful, incredible things today. Psalm 145, we're seeing wonderful and creative, creative miracle things around us. I'm just wondering if we're actually noticing them around us because we're distracted. We're losing sight of the real Jehovah Rapha. Don't forget where you were. I know where I was 35 years ago, and I'm a long way from it. I know where I was just two days ago in thought. I'm not in sin, but in thought. 
in question, in fear. I know where I was. And let me just tell you, I've seen wonderful and mighty things when it comes Jehovah Rapha. You just got to give him a little bit of attention to be that in your life. Let me show you how. Go to Romans chapter 10, 8 through 13. We're going to read all of this. We're doing great. We've got about five more minutes. My watch is five minutes fast, so that means I've got ten minutes, I think. In Romans chapter 10, verse 8 through 13, I'll skip some of this. I put it in your notes so you can go back and reference it. Salvation begins right here. Coming to know Jesus as Lord, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Sitkanu, Jehovah Jireh. Every name that there's available to God begins right here. We're learning as a staff called the Roman Road. You can walk through Romans and find out how you can walk to the place called salvation. But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word, the message, the basis of faith which we preach. Preach. If you acknowledge and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, Jehovah, recognizing his power and authority and majesty as God, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with a heart a person believes. I want to skip down to verse 13 for time's sake. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord, Jehovah, in prayer will be saved. Let's apply Jehovah Rapha right now. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord Jehovah Rapha will be saved. The word save is the Greek word sozo. In the word save, you see the word healed, which is the word rapha. When you put those two words together within the lump of one experience into your life of salvation, immediately you have Jehovah Rapha that wants to save you, that wants to mend you, that wants to repair you, that wants to stitch you back together, thoroughly make you whole spiritually, physically, mentally, and uh, emotionally. Are you willing to pick up your mat and walk with Jehovah Rapha? Look at Jeremiah 30, verse 17. Can we put that up there? Will you read this with me, everyone out here? Can you all read this with me? I will give you back your health and heal your wounds, says the Lord Jehovah. There's not one in this house that hasn't lost something. Sometimes it's people. Sometimes it's sanity. Sometimes it's physical. You want those things back? I can't answer all your questions, but I can answer the one where you're going to find that and where it's going to come back is through Jehovah Rapha. Acts 10.38, Jesus went about healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Devil bad, God good. And of course we know he's the same yesterday and day forever. So here's the first step. Go with me to Proverbs 4. you got to see this. You guys okay so far? I'm going to... I had a story I was going to share at the end. I'm going to bring it into right now. <clears throat> I went way back to a memory. It's amazing how the Holy Spirit's so good to you, know. When I lived in Wanchis years ago, elementary age maybe, you don't realize how big images mean, what they mean to you and how something somebody says to you. I don't even know who said this. I just know they did in the moment. 
There's this group of guys that just down the street from my house, around the corner, um, um, if anybody knows where Dave Warren lives, it would be on that road where the Malcolm and the Daniels family used to live. You go down that, y'all don't care where it is. Just say it was just down the road from my house. But during off-season and sometimes during the season, but mostly during the off-season, there was this group of men that gathered together. It's kind of like hanging out in the garage cooking a barbecue or something. But they're mending and fixing and and, uh, mending nets and hanging nets. I can remember three of them very specifically. One of them was uh, Jimmy Rule, who's still living. His son's going on home to be with the Lord. Billy Carl, um, Moon, your dad. Um, Moon Sr. was there. I just remember these specific people. Um, I think Jimmy Rule's father-in-law. And they spent time mending nets and, and hanging nets. And, and one day, one of the guys said to me, I just know, I can't forget it. He says, the most important part to the net One of the most important parts is the knot. If you don't cinch it tight enough, if you don't draw a tight onto it, then when the pressure gets from a fish or anything else, it'll rip. And usually the knot's not what goes away. And I was talking to Joe about this too. One of the next most important uh, steps in mending and cinching a net is the starting point. You don't want to start in the wrong place because you're going to end up where you don't want to be. I want to show you where to start where to begin to cinch, where to begin to pull this thing tight in your life of Jehovah Rapha. Because we got to get this one, guys. We live in a world that sickness is all around us. We live in a world that crazy is all around us. We live in a world where emotions are flying and going crazy and people are doing stupid stuff. But as a believer, as a Christian, we know Jehovah Rapha. We know the Lord, our healer. We know him so well. And once you get to know him a little bit more, he begins to manifest himself in you and outside of you to where your world doesn't have that craziness. Even in the midst of all the crazy and all the pressure, pressure, I've got this so sensed in me, I've got the right starting point in me that I'm not moved by the circumstances because I'm starting right here. Proverbs 4. Say, he's Jehovah Rapha. My son, pay attention to my words and be willing to learn. Open your ears to my sayings. Don't let them escape from your sight. Keep them in the center of your heart, for they are life to those that find them and healing and health to all their flesh. Watch over you, your heart, with all diligence, for from it flows the springs of life. Now, I'm going to ask you a very pointed question, and I'm looking for honesty here, and this is no pressure on nobody. This is don't be embarrassed about a thing. We're just locating your starting point. You see, we want Jehovah in our life. I want Elohim of Elohims, the strong creating, creating something in my life that's missing. I'm humble enough to admit that, you know what, I need you to be my Lord. I really want you to be my Lord so you can show me the power and the authority of who I am and who I am in Christ. And and I really want to get to know this Jehovah that everybody keeps telling me about, that loves me, that has purpose in my life. I I just, I got to start somewhere. Where am I going to start? Let me ask you this question by a show of hands. All eyes are open. Okay? I love you. How many in this room, you have a daily routine of reading the Bible? If you don't, don't raise your hand. Because you're just locating a starting point. The other night, the Spirit of God woke me up, and this is what I heard. It's the devil's daily routine to read you. 
He's looking for an open door into your life to devour you so that Jehovah, Rapha, Nisi, any name you want to put in the position, does not manifest in your life so that you will forget that the power of the Lord is present to heal even in your car when it's just you and you're listening to the Word, you're listening to a podcast, you're running with the ear pods in, you're seeing all of the craziness going on. He would love to get you so distracted by all of that so that you forget that the Lord is your healer. And let me just remind you in John 10, 10, he's a thief, he's a stealer, he comes to steal, he comes to destroy he comes to lie to your life and take away the very thing that will bring life to you and we all have areas where truth can be grown or grow stronger have more awareness of we're just admitting today where's my starting point if it's not daily that's your starting point go back to or start for the first time to a place where you're willing to look at the scriptures daily Now listen, maybe when it comes to the subject of healing, maybe you're like me, it's not something that you need. Uh, that's the wrong way to say that. You always need it. But it's so strong in you, it's built up so strong, you're like, Pastor, don't go there with me now, because I'm, I'm, he's my healer. Maybe you're walking in something like that right now, so it's all you feed on. You, you, can, man, you can chase the mountain when it comes to the subject of healing. But there's other broken areas in the life, that, whether it's our verbiage, whether it's life around us, there's other areas that need attention. We'll go to those places where attention is needed. Here, there's another side of this. I thought about this. Maybe it comes to the place where you, you, you're questioning that thought of even physical healing in your life because of an experience of someone else or something happened in your life. It was who you were. You were built up strong and something didn't turn out the way you thought it was going to do. My starting point is to go right back to Jehovah to begin to find out what's he going to say about it. Proverbs 147 verse 3, he heals the brokenhearted and bandages their wounds. Sometimes the brokenness keeps you and gets you, off the, gets you distracted from seeing what he wants to do in your life. You ever thought about how the enemy works? You ever thought about how he gets into our life and steals truth from us? Uh, we're telling a lot of people that God's doing certain things. We're telling people that God's hurting people to do something, to grow people. We're telling people that God's causing storms to come hurt people. There's a curse in the earth, guys. We're, we're telling people sometimes we're just trying to cover up the excuse so that we don't feel so bad. And it's not about condemnation. If it condemns you, that's not God. James 1.13. You okay? Remember this. <laughs> what do you think it means when it says remember? Actually, the word, there's a conjunction in front of this. It says, and remember. Why do you think the word remember is there? Because you could forget. Listen to what he says. I love James. He's, he, he rocks your world, you know. When you're being tempted, don't say God's tempting me. God is never tempting, tempted to do wrong. And he never tempts anyone else. The word tempt is very clear for us. The word tempt means he doesn't come to scrutinize you. He doesn't come to entice you. He doesn't come to discipline you. 
with a hard hand. He doesn't come to test you with bad. He doesn't come to prove you with wrong. He can't do it. Why? Because he's Jehovah Rapha. There's one thing in my life that's not ever going to change. I'm father. I'm dad. I'm pops. I'm papa. I am that I am. It's not going to change. Unless I go find me another woman, but then I've got another. And, and of course, I would never do that, but then, then I've just, uh, you know, that's, then the wrath of Tiffany's going to come out. <laughs> I feel bad for the woman more than I do me. <laughs> You know what I mean? It can't change. Even if I do something stupid or go off or do something crazy, there's a part of me that will never change now. It's who I am. It's Father. I'm Papa. I'm Dad. Nothing can change that anymore. That's who God is. Nothing can change it. He's the same yesterday. He loved you just as much as He did on the first day of your life to the day that you're in right now. No matter how bad the moment is, no matter how many mistakes you've made, no matter how much loss you've had, He loves you just enough to come back into your life just when the waters are bitter, just when they need to be made sweet to put the resurrection of the cross back into your lives so that He can show up and become Jehovah Rapha. What have I got to do? What's my first step? To see Jehovah Rapha into my life. Proverbs 4, verse 20, so 22 again. My son, pay attention to my words. Be willing to learn, because you might not know it all. Open your ears to my sayings. Be listening. How does faith come? Do not let them escape from that sight. Why? Because that's where distractions start. Keep them in the center of your heart. Their life to those that find them, and health and healing to all their flesh. Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the springs of life. Stand up with me this morning. You do this, faith will come. You do this, the power of the Lord, Jehovah, will show up in your life and be present to heal. You do this, and you'll get to meet Jehovah Rapha, the Lord's your healer. Do what? Your starting point. I could go into many, many, many other ways of, of pathway, like I said, up and, side, up and down the mountain. But it amazes me that we, we, we have a tendency to skip the number one step. If I don't start at the right place, my net's not going to be where I want it to be at the end. If I don't cinch my knot strong enough when the pressure comes... Something's going to give. It's interesting if you ever watch a net, see a net where something's been, there's a hole in it where the fishes come in and broke up the net. The knots are never broke. It's usually the webbing around the knot because the cinch is there. You go watch them how they repair that. What do they do? They go to the one strand and they make a knot and they cinch it and they cinch it and cinch it and cinch it. All I'm asking you to do today for Jehovah Rapha is cinch this one starting point of truth. Begin to be people that will incline daily, not just once a week. Not just every other, when I need it, when I'm in a motion, a moment, when I have a mental moment, when I have a place where I'm distracted, when I need physical healing. I will tell you this, when it comes to physical, the time to look uh, for physical healing is usually easier if you've been feeding yourself on that for a while than even in the moment. Because when the moment shows up, you got the feeling you got the sight, you got the hear, and you got a lot of people that come around you and agree with everything going on in you. Oh, you look horrible. 
You feel bad? Man, you need to go to the doctor. And all of that starts to be confirmation to you. Why? Because you're feeling it. You're hearing it. And more importantly, you know that is what's going on. I'm not telling you to ignore those things. I'm just telling you, you can prepare ahead of time. You know, it's interesting in the Methodist church right now, I got a chance to go minister to uh, Mount Olivet on Wednesday, this coming Wednesday. They're in the middle of their Lent. And Billy McCaskill, is it Billy McCaskill, the guy that builds the boats? Billy, Dave, Billy Blackwell. Anyway, he taught a message on um, this past Wednesday, and it was about preparation. And he was saying how the, as a believer, as a Christian, you can be prepared for so much more than you think you can be prepared for if you just start here. And I'm telling you right now, with everything within me, there are things coming. There are things coming with the world that we see right now, things that are coming even in our own life. We need to be prepared. We need to be ready. It's not something to be afraid of. It's something to be prepared for. So that when my net gets a little bit of pressure on it, my knot's not going to break. Because I started at the right place. You know what that means, don't you? I'm going to end up at the right place. I'm not going to get distracted. I'm not going to be pulled away. Why? Because I got Jehovah Rapha living in my life. Every head bow, every eye closed. Father, we thank you for the opportunity today to just hear one more facet of who you are. One more place of characteristic. We open up our hearts to hear what you would have to say to us as an individual, that we can take away from this truth and walk out knowing it more and having it settled into our hearts. We're grateful for your mercy and your love and your compassion and how much you love us and you adore us. We're thankful that we can live a victorious life while we're here on this earth by faith, knowing Jehovah Rapha lives in my life. Father, I pray for every person that's here right now as they get ready to step back out into life that you'll do this one thing. You'll reveal Jehovah Rapha to them in their daily walk as they walk out. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Has this been okay today? A little bit of scripture, I know. But when you teach the word, when you hear the word, when you listen to the word yourself, remember, the power of the Lord is present to heal. Jehovah Rapha is present. He'll show up. I promise you will. I love you guys. We'll see you next week. Don't forget 830 and don't forget 10 o'clock. We'll see you next week.